Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. So my, my definition of intuition is God talking back to us. And God wants us to have a great life. So, okay, just follow your intuition. You'll always be good. And when you have that connection with, the, with your intuition, nobody can tell you otherwise. Even your own ego cannot tell you otherwise because you know it's the truth. And that's the whole thing is practice, 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 listening to your intuition. In the early 1990s, Kim White discovered healing through his passionate investigation on improving human performance, especially during pursuit of his Olympic dreams. Life architect Kim White and the KWC team transformed blockages and limitations into freedom, peace, and goal achievement. He has been healing for nearly three decades, having created his own methodology based on the spiritual teachings of his mentor, Victor Barron. Kim and his team work on homes, businesses, properties, and individuals. The transformational healing is done with God's unconditional love and compassion, and results are immediate. Kim has written four books, Is Your Money Running on Empty?, 201 Day Achievement Principle, and Winning the Game of Life, all of which can be found on Amazon. Kim also has an app on the App Store, Two Minutes to Focus, How to Focus in Two Minutes. Hello, Kim White. Welcome to the People of Purpose podcast. Lovely to see you here on, on our show. Thank you, Tanner. It's great to be here. Cool. Yeah, so we just got done chatting a little bit. So I, I want to pick up some of the things we talked about. I, it feels like we were about to start an interview, and I'm really happy that we were able to finally press record and get going with this. Um, what, what you do is, is incredibly unique, and you have a few different angles of how you do things that I'm really excited to kind of absorb You know, your wisdom of, I think you've been in the space for like 30 years now. Um, it's, it's going to be an incredible journey to kind of learn about how you kind of walked this path and, and got committed and started and then what you're doing now. I think our, our listeners are in for a treat today. Cool. Look forward to it. <laughs> so how do you describe what you do and how is that related to your sense of purpose? If, if you're talking to like, you know, a random person on the street or like my dad or, or grandparents or some, someone that doesn't know you, doesn't know anything about your line of work. How do you describe it to an average person? I, the way I describe it is my unique ability is to be able to sense energy. And what I did was I, I have I have a unique ability, which is that sensitivity. And then I have my passion, which is about business, sport, um, productivity, human performance. How can we get better as humans? Mm-hmm. How can we improve our lives? So I took the two. I've always been someone who loves to help people. So I just took my unique ability and said, I would just pray and say, God, you know, how can I use this to help people? And so I would just start um, for years. I would think about, wow, people keep coming to me with their problems, but well, I don't know what to do with it. So it was obviously something I had inside. Uh, and uh, and so I just, I was an athlete at the time. What, what originally happened that got me into this work was I was I was an athlete, a runner, training for the Olympics, and everything in my training was so precise and controlled 
the only variable was where I slept the night before I raced. And I would stay in these different hotel rooms and that, and the different hotel rooms would affect my performance differently. And I was like, this is crazy. Why should our environment affect us? So that's where it all started. And then when I finished uh, my career as a runner and I was, I was uh, graduating from college uh, out in Arizona, I, uh, I thought, let me try this, this system I was learning about how we can change our belief systems. Let me try it out for a year before I go to graduate school to do my master's. And so I tried it for a year and I never went, <laughs> I never went back to school. It was like, I loved it from the first week. I just, just got into it and people would come. My first week I had 15 clients. It was amazing. It was just like, okay, this is where I'm meant to be. So that's where, that's where it all started. But it's this whole idea of how can we become better in whatever we choose for our life's journey or as humans, uh, how can we improve? How can we reach our potential? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, a lot of the situations I help people with are things that I've gone through myself or experiences that I've worked with others. So, um, yeah, so my gift is, you know, I have a, I have a real strong connection with God. I'm always praying and asking for help and asking how may I serve? And so it's like, okay, God, how may I serve? How can I help uh, this person? How can I help that person? And then what I, what happens is I start to feel this warmth in my heart. And then I just go, I come down into my heart and then I'm guided from there. My intuition is really good. And I just follow it. I just follow what I'm, how I'm guided. And that's how I, I help people. And of course, I didn't know how to do it. So I would like start, I'd get so many different teachers to teach me different modalities, different techniques of improving our mind, our body, our energy and everything. And just trusting that whatever I'm guided is what I do for, for my clients. So. That's beautiful. Yeah. When I was doing my homework on you, I, I read the word intuition probably a couple dozen times in your work. This seems to be one of the key um, components of your work is developing intuition. Would you say that that's true? Yeah, my mission is actually to help people to get closer to their intuition and to really follow, not just understand their intuition, but follow it, take action on their intuition. Because for me, intuition, you know, we pray to God for help uh, and God answers us through our intuition. Mm-hmm. So my, my definition of intuition is God talking back to us and God wants us to have a great life. So, okay. Just follow your intuition. You'll always be good. And I mean, everybody knows when they don't listen to their gut instinct, they don't listen to the intuition. They always go, ah, I wish I followed my intuition because they always mess up. And it's just, it's just like God wants us to have a great life. So just follow that intuition and everything will be great. And when you don't follow your intuition, it's, you, you know, it pretty fast. So everyone has had that experience. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So intuition for me is, my mission as i was saying is really help people to to connect with their intuition to follow their intuition and then we'll take the actual intuition so their life flows forward Mm -hmm. i I mean last night i i I started a men's workshop men's group that uh is training men to follow their intuition follow their gut instinct so that they can become better leaders in in the world, whether it's in their family, their community, or some of the clients I work with are very big, uh, highly influential people and how they can become a better leader 
by following their intuition instead of just following their mind or their ego. And uh, it's great. I'm looking forward to presenting it again in the fall, uh, the workshop. So it's pretty exciting. That's cool. I'm sure that that, you know, was born from your sense of intuition of, of knowing that that was the next step in your journey. I imagine it takes a lot of humility to be guided. I mean, I, I, I also feel guided by my intuition in many ways, probably not as in touch as you are, but uh, I imagine it takes a level of humility to be able to say, I'm taking this next step. I don't exactly know where all this is going and what I'm doing here, but I'm here to serve. This is obviously where God has put me. What do you do when that voice in your head is telling you like, uh, this is definitely your next step, but you don't really know what you're getting into here. I have much bigger plans for you than you could imagine. What, what do you do when you step into that kind of unknown space? Well, it's the whole thing about um, coming from your head down to your heart mm-hmm. is, is really key because the mind has only got all the, it's like a computer. It has all the information you've observed through life, your life experiences and so forth. So it's limited. The, the, the hard drive is limited with the knowledge, right? Whereas you come down into your heart, it's like accessing the internet. You can access more information across the whole the whole spiritual globe, so to speak. And, and, and then, of course, uh, accessing God's knowledge. So there's amount of, the amount of times when I've got an intuition and then my mind kicks in to discount it, and I go, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. And I learned very early in my career that I wanted to follow my intuition because I saw so many great results for my clients. And so I actually made some, I, I was praying, God, please teach me to follow my intuition. And God gave me two examples that really my mind couldn't create. And that's the key is like, is this just my mind or is this my ego? Or is this my intuition? What is it? And so when I was learning to, to listen to my intuition, um, the two examples, the first one that happened was a lady came, a client came who was in her 50s, and I opened the door and I saw her and my intuition said, go and buy her flowers. I'm like, what? My mind's like, I don't know this lady. Why do I? So I said, okay, I made a commitment. I'm going to follow what God says. So I said, okay, let's, we have to go down to the store and pick up something for your session. So we drove down the store and I got the flowers and then I gave them to her and I said, here, these are for you. And immediately she just started bursting out and crying. I was like, I was like, holy shit, what have I done? You know? And what happened was no one had ever given her flowers in her whole life. Wow. So that was the whole healing. Then there's no way my mind, my conscious mind would know to do that or have any access. So that was my first lesson of, of, trusting God knows what to do. I just got to follow. I just got to be the instrument. I'm the trumpet and God's going to blow through me and make a sound. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So that was it. And the second example was this lady came, who was a friend of mine, came for a session. And as soon as I opened the door, my intuition said she has to do a cartwheel, you know, where you do the cartwheel on the with your whole body and you spin over. I'm like, okay. So I said, oh, you need to go and do a cartwheel. And she's like, well, I trust you, Kim, so I'll try it out. So she did it. And as soon as she did the cartwheel, everything that she had bought to that to clear in the session was gone. So that was, again, there's no way my mind could ever think to tell somebody to do a cartwheel. Wow. So that was like showing me your conscious mind will make up stories, but what is your intuition? How is your intuition telling you? And since then I've got 
ways where I'm praying to God when I'm working with a client and I'm asking and I'll get shown what to do and I'll just follow it. And then instantly the person feels lighter or their mind is clear or their stress goes from their body or the whatever issue they're working with is just gone. I go, pretty cool. So that's that's what I do. So Man. learning to follow you into it's everyone has intuition, but how covered up is it? How covered up with all the stress of life or how much conditioning we've had through our through our life experience, our education, our upbringing. And can we peel away all those that those that density of our life experience so that we can really sink into our heart, into our soul, and really listen to that inner voice, that that knowing. And when you have that connection with the with your intuition, nobody can tell you otherwise. Even your own ego cannot tell you otherwise because you know it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing is practice, 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 listening to your intuition. And then when you, and sometimes when you have an intuition, you say, okay, I'm going to go against my intuition just to see what happens. So you're just acknowledging intuition is a win and you go against it. So you turn left instead of turning right. And you go, oh, that was a, that was crazy idea. Now I know why I should have gone right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, practicing and then when you okay now i'm going to follow my intuition even though my logic says it's crazy mm-hmm. so i turn right it seems like a long way but then you find out later there was a car accident it would have been an extra hour waiting right the other way so it's like learning to to trust that inner guidance that inner knowing but how do you get there if your mind's going a thousand miles an hour right that was where i wanted to go next is like i i think this is easier said than done. You make it sound very simple. Um, but it was a lot of years of, of practice, <laughs> let me tell you. All right. Yeah. And I work a lot with the clients clearing all their stress so that they can come down and really feel that and connect with that intuition. That's a lot of the work I do is helping people to really connect with their intuition. And, you know, just for your listeners at home, just putting your hands on your heart and feeling your heart and just when you can feel, and if you can't feel your heart, just feel your hands on your chest. Just have that connection with below the neck, okay? That's a lot of my teaching is about above versus below the neck. And when you feel your hands on your chest, speak from here and say, I forgive myself. And then you see what happens in your body. Is your mind a little different? Is it busier? Is it quieter? Is your chests more relaxed or is it more tense you know you're just like testing it seeing where it is and then the next thing you'd say is i love myself and all this is doing is is working to open your heart so that you have a better connection with your intuition but you can't do it from here if you just say i forgive myself and i love myself they're just words there's no power mm-hmm. that's why you have to come below the neck and really i love myself mm-hmm. and feel how it's just subtle like you're really training yourself to feel the subtle changes and that's that's a great way to condition yourself to start listening to your intuition were you born with a family that kind of taught you these types of things or when did you kind of make this your own um no i was raised catholic and but my parents were never we go to the the major holidays to church but 
when I was a teenager, something happened to me and I just felt I should go on my own. So I just went to church on my own and jump on my bike and ride to church every Sunday. And I didn't know why I was there. And so I just kept going. And then eventually when I got into my late teens, I got into partying and, you know, having a good time and college and so forth. So that went way out of my, out of my life. And then when I started doing the work, I started going back and I started listening. And what I would do is I would be driving along the road and it's almost like my car would pull into a church parking lot. And so I just go in. I was like, okay, why am I here? And I just go inside, follow my intuition. And I would go inside. There's no one in the church, go inside the church and sit down. What I learned was if I sat there for five minutes, I would see how I felt after five minutes. And if I felt better, I would come back again to that place, to that church, because there was a, there was a presence, a spiritual presence there, or a blessing. Other other churches, I couldn't even enter the door. It's like, no, I'm not going in there. It's like everything was like crunching up inside, and so I just left. I never went back there. So that is again learning to follow your intuition. Just because it's a house of worship doesn't necessarily mean it's a clean house of worship. Mm-hmm. So it's listening to your intuition and, and, and I've done a lot of cleaning on the churches to help them to bring more of that love and that, that blessing into the, into the space. And I've been to temp when I was living in Asia, going to temples and going to synagogues. I've gone to different denominational churches. It's the same thing. How does your intuition feel? Do you feel the heart opening or do you feel the heart closing? It's not a mental thing. And so it's like the more you practice this, you're entering a church just to spend five minutes with God and see how you feel after that five minutes. And if you feel great, go back there again. It's a good place. And if mm-hmm. you feel your mind is faster or you feel a bit stressed, well, it's probably not a clean church or a clean place. And, it, and as I said, sometimes I, w- I was like, no, everything's like, don't go in there. It's like, okay, I won't go in there. I think one thing that a lot of like mission driven people, missionaries, um, people that go into places that have a lot of trauma and, and hold this kind of energy. I, I imagine you do this as well. What do you do to like armor yourself when you, you know, lots of times to be purposeful is to enter these places. Like Jesus would go to places that, and, and people that were being neglected and we're not, you know, seen as holy and pure and wonderful so you have to go to those places to be a people of purpose. I think it feels that way. What do you do to kind of armor yourself and prepare yourself to enter spaces like that? So first of all, I listen to my intuition. So I don't go to a place that doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. With my work, which is about clearing the spaces, I'm. it takes me a couple of hours to prepare myself to be ready to walk into that space. But I'm going in there on a mission. My purpose is to clear all the negativity out of the space, all the stress, uh, all the disharmony. Uh, if there's any problems with the the magnetic grid flow within the property to correct all that. And so I'm called in to work to go and clear the spaces. So that's a different story. So I'm pre- prepared before I enter. I'm not entering. Uh, my intuition, when I listen to it, I don't go to places that are not clean. So it's like or not 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 clean enough mm-hmm. for for me to go like a restaurant or whatever a bar. Uh, so 
So then I go in and I'm prepared. Now, there's a great example. I had this client call me because they were having marital problems in their new home and they couldn't understand because they had such a beautiful, loving relationship before they moved to the new home. So I went there and as soon as I entered the house, my intuition said they're sleeping in separate rooms. And so I asked them, are you sleeping in separate rooms? And they said, no, we're sleeping together. And so I said, why is this? So the house was actually, the energy was separated. So we cleaned the house and I said, why did you call me in? And they said, because when we're not home, we're harmonious. But when we're at home, we're always fighting. Wow. And so they knew it was the space. It wasn't them. They had enough understanding of their love, their relationship together that it wasn't them because they'd be out at a restaurant, they'd be happy. And then they come home and they start fighting. So anyway, so we did the clearing and got rid of the problem. Then we found out there was five separations in the house. And the first one was a really bad divorce. And so every person, every couple that moved into the house after them always separated. Mm. And it was the energy that was left over from the first, from the first people. So that's, that's a beautiful home. Our house is a beautiful home to look at and, and a great area, everything. But the energy in the house was causing separation. And that's why they were fighting because they knew how much their love together was so strong and yet they were fighting at each other. It was crazy. So it's some sort of karma thing that's going on. That, that space is holding the effects of the past and it's going to impact the present people that are in that area. Is that, is that right? Exactly. It's just like, you know, dust collects in a corner. It just builds up over time and keeps building and like attracts likes and more of the negative keeps attracting. And then anyone who enters the space can be, can be affected by it. There was another one. Speaking about relationships, there was one I did in Europe and they called me in. It was a, uh, like a city hall type building and there was one room where they were, um, they were the marriage, like a marriage counselling or marriage place. And I walked in there and it was an old uh, Gestapo. I saw the images of the swastika on the wall energetically from, from the time of World War II. Yeah. And so that was a headquarters for, for the Gestapo. And the energy was so thick you could cut it with a knife. So anyone who went in there as a couple were like this this agitation they couldn't deal with it because of the past energy and as soon as we removed it there was no no problems anymore what do you need to do to remove this kind of energy it comes with generations of you know of being there how do you just you just knock it down like you knock a wall down or what do you do uh yeah uh i do all different i obviously i'm praying to god and asking god how may i correct the situation bring love into the situation and then i'm guided i have many different modalities i reach for a lot of the um training i've had most of my work comes through my uh, spiritual mentor victor Barron, out in los angeles he taught me a lot of shamanistic type natural ways of clearing energy spaces and the rest is you know of course God is my boss and Christ is my boss. So I just ask them and they show me what to do. And then I just follow the guidance and then remove the energy and then bring peace and harmony into the space. And then of course, the blessing. Blessing is so important. People don't realize um, how important a blessing is when from the heart, uh, like blessing your food or blessing your home. It's so important. Like I went to this one house in Dallas and there were two crosses on the wall and i said to the lady why is this one blessed and this one's not 
And she goes, how did you know that? I said, well, because I can feel the blessing coming off the cross. And she said, well, this was blessed by the priest when we got married. And this one we bought at a local store because we liked the design, but it had no blessing. It was just the shape. Wow. So, so it's like the blessing is so important for a space, for, you know, blessing your food, you know, when people say grace over their food, you're asking for a blessing to help bring that peace and harmony into your world, into your life. I love that. That's beautiful. Tell me more about like, so I'm a Christian as well. I want to, I want to kind of understand your take on, on who Christ is and the role that Christ plays in all this work that you do. Uh, Christ is the son of God and you know, he's my boss. I pray to him every day. I, I spend two hours a day praying to improve my abilities, improve my uh, in- intuition, to improve my capacity to and my capabilities to help more people. Uh, and as God is everything. Mm-hmm. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that's it. And I pray to the Virgin Mary um do the rosary a lot every day to just build the strength the spiritual strength to be able to serve to be a better instrument is your prayer mostly you talking outward or is a lot of it just receiving and listening depending what i'm praying for uh it's both uh so i'll pray for a specific so i'll do a a prayer for humanity say and i'll be praying and I will get met intuitional messages of what's going on or what where the stress is, and I'll just keep blessing and forgiving and giving. Say, God, just use me to help humanity. Uh, and then I'll pray for myself and I'll feel a different, uh, I'll get information about myself from, from helping my own life. Mm-hmm. And I'll pray to my guardian angel to, to have a closer relationship with my guardian angel. And when he comes my angel comes close to me, I can feel the, like, it's like getting rid of my own stuff and my own crap, which is beautiful. And then I'll pray. Uh, so I'm, I'm praying. I have an intent when I'm praying. And then I'll get the intuition or I'll notice my thoughts go in a certain direction. And before I used to think it was just my mind was too busy, but now I understand it's actually because of my intent I'm getting the information I need because of the intent. And then I say, oh, okay, now this person needs help, so I'll send a blessing for that person. Uh, and Or I'll get, oh, we need to help this community or whatever, and, and I'll just, just focus on that. So it's like both. It's, it's giving out the prayer. Mm-hmm. I offer the prayer to God, and then I receive whatever I need mm-hmm. to help. So does that help? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. So, and you also have an app that's kind of like way shorter than two hours. It's like two minutes to focus. What What's going on with that app and how does that kind of tie into all that? Okay. So for 20 years, I was like struggling to quiet my mind. And when I was in college, you know, I was studying, of course, you know, you get, your mind goes busy before exams and being sensitive, I would pick up on everyone else's stress in the, in the uh, exam. Yeah, that's right. So I'd start to learn how can I be almost like immune to everyone else's stress so I can just be focused and my mind can be clear to answer the questions. Mm-hmm. And once I, and I, so there's three in the app, there's three parts. And the first two parts I learned when I was in college and I put them together or actually before and after college 
and I put them together, I noticed that my grades started to go up because I wasn't being stressed by um, everyone else's stress, okay? So, and this also comes back to intuition because when you listen to your intuition, you get good with your intuition, you can actually feel what other people, what's going on for other people. Mm -hmm. And this is just to sidetrack a little bit. When you get that and you feel uncomfortable and you know you were fine five minutes ago, you know it's not you. So you thank your intuition. Thank you, my intuition, for showing me. And by thanking your intuition, it leaves you the stress because it wasn't yours. If you thank your intuition, the stress is still there, it's yours. Okay. So this app, um, so I was working, for, I said, I've got, there's got to be a way to, to quiet the mind. It's got to be better. And I kept working. And actually the third part, which was the breakthrough I got from a brain scientist, how we can change our blood chemistry uh, through breathing and so forth. So I put it all together in this nice package. And when I tried it out, it only took two minutes. And I noticed that after two minutes, my mind was quieter. I go, this is pretty cool. So I realized it was like a two-minute meditation. And so I teach people how, to, how they can meditate in two minutes or people who wanted to pray or people who wanted to meditate or people who wanted to get ready for an interview or people want to get ready for an exam. They would do this two-minute mm -hmm. meditation or two minutes to, to focus their mind so they could be clear on what their mission was mm -hmm. for that whatever that event they're doing, whether it's an exam or an interview or, or just praying. So it's a, so it's a real fast, if someone's doing a 20 minute meditation, quite often their mind is going crazy. So if you do the two minutes first, it's like quietens you down so you can get better results out of meditation. So it's like a pre, it's like an appetizer to the meditation or prayer. Yes. And some people say, Hey, I feel so good after that. I'll do it again. So they do four minutes. They just repeat it. And that's their whole meditation. They don't have to do 20 minutes anymore. They just did it in four minutes. And some people go six minutes. So it's like, but it's about changing your, your mind, changing, uh, eliminating the connections you have with other people in that moment, changing your blood chemistry so that you can come down to center and then connect with focus or meditate. Mm -hmm. so, so that's what the app's all about. Very cool. Thank you for listening to part one of this interview with Kim White on transforming blockages and limitations into freedom, peace, and goal achievement. Be sure to listen to next week's episode as we wrap up our conversation with Kim, talking about the core principles he follows to turn his skills into a business, the path he took to scaling up his business, his calm demeanor and handling of things despite his busy and fulfilling schedule, the difference between goals and potentials, and much more wisdom-filled topics.